Hello guys, and uh, we're back, and this is me, and this is Mitko. Hi Mitko, how are you? Hi Bogi. Mitko, uh, so first of all, a small update for the biggest fans. Uh, as you can see, Mitko is not Steftro. And as you can see, there's no, no Steftro this time again. And uh, I know what you're thinking. I think uh, You're thinking, Bogi, you did something. Bogi, you fucked things up. You know Steftro, the co-host, the co-creator of the show. Yeah. The great Steftro. Yeah. You know, you've, you've met him. Yeah. Uh, he still hasn't uh, talked to me. I don't know what's happening. Actually, let me first of all... Uh, so, I want to thank you guys for commenting. Uh, AD, who is our biggest fan... Are you sure alive? Steph Drew? Yeah. I can never be sure of such things. I, I thought he's dead even when he was alive. So, maybe now he's for sure dead. And just let me, let me read the comments here because AD said, first of all... Okay, I can't see the... AD's comment for some reason. But anyway, he said some nice things and I sent it to Steftro. And he didn't respond. He didn't even, like I showed him the comment. I said, see, people care about you. They want you back. Didn't say anything back. And then uh, Veneta wrote that uh, she's surprised how, um, well, first of all, she doesn't. She disagrees with almost everything I say, which is nice. You know, it's uh, it's good that she, first of all, that she listens to everything I say. She's saying, she disagrees with almost everything. So she's listening to everything I say. Who does that, man? Uh, this this chick, Veneta. Come on. I didn't know such people exist. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe I should marry her. She's saying she disagrees with everything. It's exactly like my ex. Everything that comes out of my mouth. And then um, why did you manage to fall out twice in the duration of a very short life podcast for now? So she thinks it's the end of the podcast. Okay, guys, so let me let me clarify this. And I'm sure that despite of your expression, you really care about this subject, right? Am I right? I guess I was not listening. Because oh, I'm talking to you the whole time. Uh, this is not, by the way, cheers. Cheers, buddy. And this is not Chisk, but that's why I'm doing this. This is an ad that's sort of an anti-ad. And I'm saying, listen, Chisk is better than this. The truth is he, he bought it, so he didn't know that I'm promoting Chisk. So he kind of ruined it. This episode is ruined. I can't make money out of it because there's no Chisk here. Chisk is a local beer. Now I know. Okay, now you know. Chisk is better than this, guys. You can do better than this. But here's the thing. So, Steph, so in the beginning, when I was doing, when I got into this, I was like, you know what? I need to find another kind of thing to experiment with another format of creative uh, expression, you know, because I've done, like, you know, you've seen me on stage. I've done stand-up, I've done videos, I've done music, I've done different, I've, I've tried different things, I've written stuff. So now I thought, how about this conversational thing? I like listening to those things, so why don't I try to do this? And I, of course I knew that, at the beginning I couldn't find an angle. Like, what, what would make my podcast special, better than anyone else's? And I couldn't figure it out, but uh, because I know that usually podcasts are being listened for two reasons. It's either the host that's interesting... So that's why you have like, I don't know, if Will Smith starts doing a podcast now, everyone's going to listen to it because it's Will Smith, right? Yeah, yeah. And then there's another thing, which is where the guests are more popular. So you're tuning in to listen to whoever's the guest. So I'm like, but I, don't, I can't invite famous people and I'm not famous myself. So why, what am I going to do? Man, I have seen you uh, in the past. I've seen some famous guests of yours when you interviewed them at your Yeah, in Bulgaria. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I managed to get some people there. Yeah. But anyway, my point was, you know, let's just make it conversational and fun. Like we're having, you know, conversations with friends that every, all of my guests are like friends. So, and I couldn't figure it out until Steph just says, Hey, let's do it together, man. Let's, let's both of us do it. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Great. 
And so I got really into it, motivated. And now he's going through something. I don't know what it is. I really, I'm, guys, I know you don't trust me, but I haven't done anything this time. I've done stuff in the past, but not, I don't know what, what's causing it. I hope but he's okay. Don't you talk of the podcast? We, we, we talk about it, yeah. But that's the thing. Like I asked him last week, let's do it. And he's like, I have nothing to say. And now he hasn't said anything the whole week. So I guess he was right. That was something personal, man. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Look, the fish is now is, is, is on. Yeah. So when the, anyway, when so the, I just wanted to address this at the beginning so people know, so you don't think there's some. Uh, if there is something, I don't know about it. You know, it's, we're not mad at each other. He just doesn't talk to me at the moment. So I'm giving him this space. I guess if he wants to do it again, he will do it. Um, but in the meantime, you're here in Malta, but you don't live here. You're from Bulgaria. Yeah, I just arrived today. I'm and visiting you for Mitko, for anyone who's listening who don't know you, this guy is special for a couple of reasons. First of all, he's one of the most legit Bulgarian skateboarders in history, maybe, of skateboarding in Bulgaria. Used to be. Yeah. And then you got into some martial arts and you were doing some, some fighting and you were competing. Yeah, for some years. Like, yeah. yeah. And then uh, on top of that, you have your career, you have everything else. But... Let's let's start from so we you and we you and me met in university so we were studying together, and then you know you you went your way I went my way but we kind of remained friends and you were kind of coming to my shows and everything, so let's start from there from from the skateboard because this is an interesting thing you know how did you get into it in the first place, and uh, yeah well, how much are you still involved in it now? Well, um, I got into skateboarding when I was eleven. Because uh, my brother got into it, and uh, I thought it's really cool. You were from Slivan, right? So Slivan, yeah. So it's a smaller town in, in Bulgaria, in, in the north, I would say, or south. South. Okay. It's uh, central Bulgaria. Okay. I basically have no yeah. idea where it is, <laughs> but it's somewhere where the skateboarders go. Yeah, you know, Bulgaria is divided into. Was there anything special uh, in Slivan about like skateboarders? Was there a nice park there? Or? When you were starting out? No, no parks. There was uh, this local place that they, uh, because we didn't have anywhere else to go, we were skating there. Yeah. So uh, how old were you at this point? I was 11. 11, right. And this place it was... Uh, and at this point, it's, it's your brother is already doing this? Yeah, he has been doing it for like uh, a couple of months. So for you, it's like, is this cool thing that all, older kids are doing and all the hot chicks that are around my brother or no it was more into of, it or no more of something underground that uh, just mm. a few people do but uh, in Sliven it actually had uh, strong traditions one of the first skateboarders in Bulgaria comes from there his name is Mario uh, he started in the 80s and uh, he he moved to to the United States he even got and sponsored. he changed his name to Tony Hawk ah, no, no okay. he's still Mario yeah. <laughs> he won some competitions there he he was uh, sponsored for uh, for a long time he's still skating he's uh, 40 something maybe reaching wow. uh, close to 50 now but uh, he has a family and stuff so his brother is still in Sliven mm. and this is uh, Shurko this guy this guy still has it he's mm. like 38 I think okay and uh, he, he's very talented like he His mind is so into it, like uh, he, no matter how uh, how old he gets, this guy will still have it. Mm. He he's better 
than most of the young guys still so, so tell me is this thing still alive because if, if for me it feels like skate skateboarding was such a cool thing like in the 90s it was like everyone it was on tv every kid wanted to have a skateboard you know it was a big thing and now it seems like it has sort of passed or am i right no, about man, it or no? no no you're not right you're not following it it's uh much bigger than that than really back in the 90s it yeah. grew since then yeah a lot now in 2020 in tokyo it will be olympic sport wow yeah it, it will be in the olympics man and uh this is actually something that most of the skaters nowadays are who used to skate back in the 90s and uh in the beginning of uh, the new century uh, they're getting are, back to maybe train the new kids or they're against this because uh, they're now, against it yeah because they're now it's not uh, so uh, it's not authentic yeah, it's, it's not what it yeah, used to be and most it's of the people legit. from uh, back then say like if i have to choose if uh, really to start now i'm not gonna start because no it's shit so mainstream yeah i thought they'll be happy that this would popularize it that the equipment would get better that yeah, you know people were divided in, uh, what do you think what's your opinion well it's inevitable i mean it's gonna happen anyway but do you support it or well yeah i mean it, it's gonna happen anyway and uh i think it's a it's a good thing for uh, the kids uh, who who still hadn't uh, had the chance to were not related to skateboarding in uh, mm. you know, cou couldn't get to skateboarding yeah uh, so i think this would help them uh, see what it is mm. try it but uh, at the same time I, i remember the days when it was underground and uh, it was so fun what about I, like maybe it, this would uh, make it more legit for people and would like structure their career trajectories because think about these people that been skating maybe in the past they were promoted uh they, they would have money for competitions and this and that but at some age when they're out of it now if if it becomes so mainstream they can train people or they can get into the business from a different you know angle but before they'll be like i can't make money out of it anymore uh, maybe that would help or no now it's even harder because the competition is really uh, yeah so what would be like if you really want to devote your life to this sport What are your like? Uh, what is the career trajectory here? Walk me through it. It's like how how long are you active? When do you need to retire? What do you do after you retire? Well, uh, I've never thought about this because uh, from day one I knew I'm not going to make money out of skateboarding. Mm. And uh, but you traveled quite a lot. What? Yeah, it's just for fun. I mean, I love doing it, and uh, I love the. I still skate with the people I started skating in in 2001. And uh, I just do it for fun. I keep on skateboarding, but uh, not so often as I used to, because uh, I have some injuries and uh, they accumulate with time, mm -hmm. and uh, I need more time to recover. Uh, and uh, now I'm more into other sports that keep my body in good shape. That uh, and this helps me skate when I when I want to. Mm. Yeah, but uh, for me, it was always just for fun. Did did any of you guys like your friends that you all started? Uh, did any of them like became like professional at this, or I don't know, opened a, a shop or something? Or yeah, a friend of mine opened a skate shop in two thousand and three, and now two months ago there was this anniversary. Uh, the skate shop became fifteen years old. Mm. I'm part of this uh, of the team of the skate shop from day one. Nice. And uh, we we have it like as a tradition. We we release a new video every every time uh, we have an anniversary. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and uh, this way we can follow the the progress that we've we've had. And all of this, so you're years. saying all of these trips because I've seen you a lot. Like um, you post these photos and videos, like when you get all the guys together and you travel around Europe or around the world and find these skate parks and skate there and then shoot these videos. And uh, where where does this come from? Is this like your own thing or is it a, in general what you guys are doing? Or are you going for some reason? Like there's a a thing there, like an event for skateboarders or. Well, sometimes there are some events, but uh, most of the the main reason that we do it is to uh, to skate in different street spots uh, mm-hmm. in Europe, mostly in Europe. Like we we have traveled mostly in Europe because it's more affordable. What is the name of the group? Like, do you have a name for this? Yeah, gang? it's uh, Amnesia Skate Shop. That's how the skate Amnesia shop is skate called. Shop. Okay. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, the it's Amnesia. The and how many guys team. are you, are there in in the group? Well, it's me, the owner, uh, the my brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two friends of mine that uh, started like a year or two after me, uh, and the two new kids now that we have. Uh, ah, Shirko, the guy that I told mm-hmm. you, that the local legend. And uh, two new guys that were like an experiment because uh, <laughs> we we are the same crew as the uh, same as in the beginning, mm-hmm. but uh, no, we are getting old now and we need some new blood yeah. on the team. And uh, we tried with these two new guys. One of them we kicked out. The other one is uh, still uh, he's. Strong with the force. Yeah, he's better mentally, and uh, this guy's uh, pushing it. The other guy is maybe the best one in Bulgaria, but mm. no discipline and uh, really? just smoking all day. Oh wow! Well, <laughs> what about like um, when you were at the top of your game? Yeah. What What were you able to do? Like, I, I don't know anything about skateboarding, so if you throw me some slang for I don't know, some terms for moves I wouldn't know it but if you could describe it maybe I'll get it what were you able to do when you were at the top of your game like mm. what something you were the proud the proudest with well I was not there was maybe I was 16 and this was our first tour in Bulgaria and every day we skate in a different town and uh, actually in Bulgaria we have very good skate spots yeah that are inherited uh, from the from socialism. the trackies oh <laughs> I thought from like the ancient yeah. tribes of Bulgarian skateboarders yeah and uh, actually this has attracted a lot of uh, professionals from all over the world hmm. so uh, we did this trip and uh, every day we were skating in a different town uh-huh. and uh, every day I just uh, filmed better stuff that yeah. I have never done before and I was in this perfect shape. Do you remember something like special that you did? Yeah, I remember everything. Like, tell tell me one example, like of something, like a move or a place. Or there was we were in Dimitrovgrad. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, something that is not even a skate spot. It's like a for anyone who doesn't know, it's uh, like the cap- world capital of Chaga. Maybe uh, no, the, I don't know. We okay. can say this for other. Yeah, I'm kidding. The, okay, so so you town. go to Dimitrovgrad, a nice. Uh, new town built in the socialism so it's a newer town right so is that the because you said the socialist tradition for skateboarding no i mean they used to build big squares okay yeah uh, so big squares big concrete squares so there's a lot of space yes you go to dimitrovgrad and what do you do well 
the square itself was actually in a bad uh, condition. Okay. So behind it, there was a a good spot. I mean, it, no one has skated it before, but I saw it as a spot. There was a gap through. It was a grass gap. Mm. Uh, you're jumping over some piece of grass. Okay. So uh, I really wanted to do a trick that I have never done over gaps, and it took me like three, four hours. Yeah. And it was in the middle of the summer, mm. and uh, it was only me skating. The others were filming uh, with uh, two cameras, uh, actually three cameras. Uh, two of the guys had the flash and stuff like that. And the good thing about like, so you made you made the jump over the grass. I was trying it. I mean, uh-huh. in skateboarding, uh, especially if uh, it's a trick that you have never done, you you have to give it a lot of tries. Mm. So uh, well. There are some guys who do it like uh, first, second, third try, but I'm not this guy. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I used to try the things uh, a lot of times. So this one, it took us like uh, the hottest part of the day. It was midday and uh, mm. maybe we started from 11 and uh, filmed it by three o'clock, something like wow. that. Wow. Four hours we're trying that, that jump. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. And uh, I, I will show you footage after that. I still keep it. I mean, you can maybe is, put it on, in the video too. Yeah, yeah, man. And uh, I broke my board like in two places but i was still <laughs> trying it and mm-hmm. i knew i have it i Maybe was i, I was very close while, while you're talking i will try to set it up in the meantime uh well i should tell you what is uh, so so you um you were making well these... and uh, the, the good like the atmosphere of uh, these tours is uh, like that i mean this is the maybe this was the climax for me so okay. it was uh you know you have it all of your friends know you have it, and uh, you're just patient. Um, have you ever had a situation where, like, you got your board, and you were so pissed off, and you broke it in some dude's head? Not in the dude's head. I mean, uh, I basically broke the board. You uh, broke the board? Many times. Just, wow. Just because I was... Uh, breaking frust- the board, breaking the board. Just because I was frustrated. This is a video that we released. Uh, okay, so let me st- let me record the screen. So it starts recording the screen. This this amnesia from day one. Okay, yeah, let me, this, let's this check is the this video, video that we released uh, on the anniversary two years ago. Uh, it's a retrospective video, and uh, it captures uh, everything that we've done from the beginning. It's just oh maybe, wow, that's a great just, yeah. just the highlights. This is the highlights for sure. Just <laughs> <laughs> some good skating material, man. Look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, man. skating through life. <laughs> Yeah, this guy doesn't scare anymore, but he used to be the best <laughs> yeah, no, This is the spot. This is, this is the main plaza. Oh, wow. So wait, where is this location-wise? Where is this? This is uh, Sliven only? Or? This is Plovdiv. Before that, it was Sliven. Uh, uh, it's changing every second, man. Oh, Jesus. That's Athens. Yeah, what was the worst injury, man? Like you remember. What happened? This is Sliven, man. This that, is you, man. That was, man. Me, that, that was man. you. That was you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I got so excited, I started breaking shit. Maybe we should... Uh, oh, look at the afro on your head, man. I yeah. forgot about that part. Yeah. Was this just as an injury prevention thing, or? Which, uh, yeah, 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 for the hair, yeah. Uh, then you have some curly hair. No, fuck it, it's okay. Then it's gonna, it's gonna be. Okay, okay. Uh, so, so wait, so I will pose it once I see it. Man. Okay. This ah, the, the trick you wanna show me. Yeah. <laughs> this is some crazy video, man. Yeah, man. This, this is like some early '90s uh, Offspring music video. This is one of the. Favorite, yeah, <laughs> Every, everyone is favorite man, you know, in the from the team. 
shout out to these guys for fucking breaking ah, their balls. That's, that's you? Yes. Nice. That's your brother, right? The yeah, one that, to the right. That's my brother on the right. That's me again. Nice. When I was 14. <laughs> the cool thing about you is you, you don't grow, right? You're just the same size since you were 13. Yeah, man. <laughs> Basically the same. <laughs> I, I still wear the clothes. That's me. Look at you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still wear the same clothes that I that I had when I was 14. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, I try to do it, but it's, they just start stinking. So it's just because I sweat like a pig all the time. Man, yeah. I really thought that I have this trick here, man. Wait, maybe that's the trick. No, no, no. This is a, uh, th th this was a very funny story. That this is in Sliven again. So we got kicked out of, of this spot uh, like uh, twice or three times. And there is a... Uh, this uh, old lady that lives uh, upstairs oh. and she came uh, downstairs to kick us out wow. but we're just uh, making a shoot so this guy can try his trick and he did it again nice <laughs> yeah it's kind of rough the landing but, but man i mean you're like a fucking gang of 80 people yeah right? man yeah be kicked out. <laughs> I mean, if it was like one guy and one guy recording uh, this is again the same spot and we're like this is uh, uh, this is the guy we kicked out from the team the, the guy who's trying now? Yeah. yeah. Why he, did you kick him out? Because, uh, man, he once he got sponsored, he stopped skating and uh, he started smoking more and more. And, uh, oh, shit. oh, that's you. Look at this. Uh, yeah. Is this the spot? <laughs> this is the thing you were going to yeah. talk about? Yeah, this is the No, 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 no. This uh -huh. is another one. This is another one. Okay. Man, I was very close to this one. I still remember it that I landed it and I just oh. couldn't go on, man. With the board. That's in uh, Sweden. <laughs> That's me again, man, with the balloon of helium. <laughs> nice. I thought that was your natural voice. Ah, this time. is the this is the spot uh, that we have in Sliven. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice nice one. Oh yeah. This guy now is uh, is sponsored by uh, Nomad Skateboards. It's a uh, a Spanish brand. So is this game you're you're basically trying to get some sponsorship? That's at so. home, man. That's at home. That's your place? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's a friend of mine. This is the guy who who shoots our videos and uh, edits them. Oh, I know the guy. He shot oh, one yeah, of my evil. specials. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. He, he was... Uh, is, he, is he in Belgium now still? or uh, yeah, he, 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 was, he went somewhere, right? He was in the Netherlands. Oh, the Netherlands, no, right. He, he went back home. Oh, He's he in, back. Okay. in uh, Sofia. Uh, that's in uh, Prague, man. Stalin Plaza. That, that was me. You almost killed this kid. Uh, he was okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to help him from the back too uh, enthusiastically. Why did you stop it at this point? I didn't stop it. Oh, it's just fate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely a great thing. That's one of the best spots, man. In, uh, in, in Prague, in this place. Yeah. And ironically, we just uh, walked past uh, the Malta skate park. You yeah, maybe didn't yeah. have a chance to look at it, but yeah, when it's we, the skate park When we here. go skating in, uh, in our... In uh, other countries, we are looking for the skate spots. Not the yeah, I noticed this. We were walking down a street, and you were like basically looking at different spots and thinking, yeah, "Can I skate?" It's a thing that you get from the years of skating. Yeah. Okay, so I couldn't see the. I couldn't find the. No, it's all right. So I, I'm sure it's somewhere in the video. Let's talk about worst injuries. What was your worst injury? Oh, man, the first one was when I was. Uh, I think I was 12, and. Um, I think I broke a little bone in my ankle. I mean, not the ankle, but the my left foot. Mm. Uh, but uh, I was young and I recovered very quickly. Yeah. It was like... 
a month and I could skate again. Right. And uh, then, like, when I was 17, I had a surgery uh, on my left knee. Uh, this one was tough because I had to wait for, like, seven, eight months. Mm. I was very depressed at this time. And uh, maybe four months ago, we were in Athens on a tour. It was the final shooting for the new video that we released. Uh, it's Where called, can we uh, watch these videos? Are they on, on Vimeo? Yeah, they're or? on Vimeo in this, uh, if in you this look, channel. If you look in, for what? Uh, Amnesia, Amnesia Skate, Skate Shop. Shop. Yeah, yeah they're, they're all the videos. Okay. Uh, Amnesia, so, Amnesia Skate Shop on Vimeo. Yeah, and the last video that we released was uh, Train More. So we were filming for this video in Athens in, uh, in the end of November. And uh, there was this very cool spot, man, in the center of uh, Athens. Mm. And uh, I really wanted to do a to film a trick there, and uh, I was kind of close, but in one of the tries, I just uh, sucked, man. Mm. I, I landed on the board. The board was vertical, and I landed on my groin, man. Shit. Yeah. And uh, so that's why this lady that you told me had to fix your tailbone. Yeah, man. Yeah, because <laughs> you got this experience. You went to the, some doctor. I don't even know what was the the term for her. What's the word? Osteopath. She's an osteopath. I don't even know what the fuck that means. So she he says she he says he she went for like his tail and just found the spot right around yeah. his ass and yeah. twisted it up and says your tailbone was like twisted for some. Yeah, reason. yeah, it was. But I and then what? Was... And then she tells you like. Now I'm going to do shit to you and then you're going to cough some, you're going to spit some shit out of your throat yeah, and you start spitting this shit. Yeah, man. It's like, what she the was, fuck? She was... It's uh, magic, man. It's a magic trick. Oh, An osteopath. You got to Google this. Let me Google that, actually. Yeah, Google Let me it. see, Google me it, see what the fuck I, that is. I didn't know what it means, but... Uh, I had no idea that there's such I, a thing. I, I just know now from, from my experience. But... Uh, osteopath. I don't know the scientific term. A system of what? A system of complementary medicine involving the treatment of medical disorders through the manipula manipulation and massage of the skeleton and musculature. So she's manipulating your fucking skeleton, man. Yeah, she did. It's skeleton manipulation. Osteopaths do fucking skeleton manipulation. Yeah, man. What? Some of the scariest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. I'm scared for my life. Anyway, how do you get from skateboarding to martial arts? Oh man, when I, uh, before graduating from high school, uh, I just decided to try. I mean, it was... Uh, you saw some guy's face, you didn't like it. Like, let me try some martial arts in this fool. <laughs> <laughs> you broke some teeth? No, I broke my teeth from skateboarding, man. No, shit. <laughs> okay, so, so what do you do? So, you, end, end of high school. The thing is that I wanted to try... Um, I had a lot of free time at this time, so I wanted to try something new that will keep me in shape and... Uh, uh, help me stretch and stuff like that. So it wasn't the so, you didn't start too early because a lot of kids yeah, in the nineties we started with karate, karate in the nineties, right? The early when you were young. Yeah, you didn't have this. Yeah, you started later. You I were was nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, yeah. so that's pretty late already for yeah. to start yeah. a sport, right? So I had a couple of uh, seriously. I mean, yeah, a couple of uh, training sessions. I got hooked, and uh, when I came to Sofia, when we met, actually, I started training in Sofia. What's that? What what sport are we talking about? Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Uh, what is Muay Thai? What is the basic thing about Muay Thai for anyone who doesn't know it? What's the well, difference between other sports and Muay Thai? This is Thai boxing. This is uh, 
traditional Thai martial art that people have been doing for centuries and uh, you can use pretty much everything uh, every limb of the body uh, you can uh, no, you can use not only punches and kicks uh, you can also use your elbows knees and uh, are there any holds any choke holds stuff like this or not really there is clinch like when you're clinching you can the, the fight continues in the clinch okay so when uh, when either of the fighters uh, gets on the ground, the referee separates them. So uh, the so you, there's not too the, many yeah, submissions. Are, it's yeah, not you're the thing. just uh, you just have to fight standing up. Okay, no, no I see. Submission. So it's not really. But, but do do you have any like famous Muay Thai guys in, getting into UFC or mixed martial arts or not really? I'm not that much into UFC. I haven't mm. uh, followed it that much. But uh, they use a lot of stuff from uh, Muay Thai in UFC. Okay, so you basically have like regular box plus some kicks, and that's it basically. And then you have Muay Thai. Knees and elbows, man. Knees and elbows. These makes the okay. difference, yeah. And the clinch. Clinches, okay. That's what makes it different from kickboxing. That's what makes it different. Right. Uh, yeah. Kickboxing is... Uh, like You have this distance. In mm. Muay Thai, you... you close can, the distance. Yeah, you close the distance and uh, you can still uh, use knees in the clinch, use elbows. Mm. You can still punch in the, in the clinch if you have the space. Uh, and uh, you can take down the guy. I mean, but uh, that's when the the fight stops, and uh, you have the, the other guy has to get so, up. So, what was your personal style like? What over time? How did you develop as a fighter? Did, uh, what was your strength, and what was your weakness? Well, my strength because you're the, a sort of a short guy. I yeah, mean, yeah. My, my strength was the close distance, and okay. uh, pretty much everyone was uh, taller than me. Uh, my strength was also the clinch because. Uh, I was not uh, comfortable for the other guys when we were clinching, and uh, my I have a low center of uh, weight. Of weight, yeah, and uh, that's what actually makes it uh, more difficult from the others for the others. Uh, so, well, my style was not complex. I mean, I had uh, two or three things that I used every time, but uh, the thing was that no one was u- was used to them. Uh, from the from the bigger guys and uh, mm. I was maybe no actually it was me my brother and a friend of mine that we were fighting in the same category um, but uh, when we go to contests it was uh, we were not fighting against each other mm-hmm. uh, and is there a big tradition in Bulgaria for Muay Thai or is it not I mean comparable comparatively to other I think it started like Five years before I started, uh-huh. that was I think in two thousand and five. Because we have traditionally in Bulgaria a lot of good wrestlers, like really yes, wor- world yes, champs. Yes, we have uh, also in judo we have uh, yeah. uh, good fighters. And uh, actually, I just found out about a guy, a Bulgarian guy that fights for uh, Belgium. Hmm. Uh, With judo? Yeah, I think he's heavyweight and uh, he's like a world champion. Wow. So how did you pick Muay Thai in particular? What was your well, story it, with it? Because it's very intense. It's uh, Did you know it's but did you know dynamic. someone doing it or how, what was the first thing's like, "Oh, I'm going to do this." Now. It just looked cool to me, man. And okay. uh, well, it's the same people like my brother and the guy who has the skate shop. Uh, we were pretty much living together in Sofia, so uh, we got hooked on this together. I mean, it was something that uh, was it looks attractive. I mean, yep. it's it's very dynamic, and uh, at the same time, it helped me with skateboarding. 
Really? Yeah, it keeps you in shape. Like you're oh, faster, okay. you you're stretching. The reflexes and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I this is my thing. I really admire people who are in martial arts, and I really this is the only thing maybe that I've never tried. But that's because my character is so much like I've never been in a fight. You know, I'm a big guy, but I've never had this because every time someone wanted to start a fight or something, I always my thing was to disarm any argument with humor. So it, is, it never escalated to any situation like this. And also, you know, I'm not a very super social guy, so I don't hang around like all the time in bars and stuff. So I'm not in situations where a fight would start normally, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, my point is like I, I would want to do it for all the benefits of that martial arts give you that maybe no other or other sports don't do in such a big extent. But at the same time, the trade-off with brain damage is the yeah, only man. thing that that scares me off because I like the philosophical aspect. I like the aspect of kind of like integrating your own shadow in the sense that, you know, if you see that you can deliver so much damage and pain to someone and knock him out, it, mm. it actually teaches you a lot about yourself and about like yeah. people. A lot of fighters actually, in my experience, are people who are not very aggressive. Like they're because they know they can hurt you, mm-hmm. they can control themselves. They're not as explosive as maybe other people are. Uh, I mean, not in general. A lot of people go into fighting for because they have issues and they want to channel this energy there. But, but still, to pay the price of potential brain damage and and all these terrible injuries that you can get in fighting, getting blind or I don't know all kinds of shit. Uh, for for that, I'm not. I wouldn't be willing to do this. You know, have you had any experience or did you know anyone who was like? really hurt bad man if you do it uh, for a long time you you're gonna get hurt in the long term because no matter how good you are you're still gonna receive a lot of punches right even if you're uh even if your hands are always up did you ever feel like this did you ever feel like headaches like i don't know uh, you know from all the when we were studying together man it was so hard for me to remember anything really yeah wow that's why i stopped actually because uh, i knew that you feel you felt like slow a little bit because of that uh i was reading and nothing gets in my head man no shit (laughs) yeah and uh i knew this is wrong but at the same time i just but that improved after you stopped after a while you yeah you were better yeah it took me some time just to get out of uh, martial arts uh, once I got out, I just had this time to recover brain cells. I think. And now, what's <laughs> what's the next thing for you? Uh, except this orthopology orthogenist. I don't know what the fuck that that lady. That, yeah, that reaches in, in into your fucking soul through your spine and adjusts <laughs> your fucking tail. Man, it man, fucking adjusts so your when tailbone. I, what the what, fuck are you talking? When I woke up in the morning and I saw my face in the mirror, she's manipulating I, your I was, skeleton, dude. I saw another person in the mirror, man. He saw your skeleton. It was manipulated. Yeah. Anyways, so what? What is? What do you do now? Do you? I still keep sports. Sk- yeah, I still keep skateboarding. Keep on skateboarding, but uh, I don't do it very often. We have this uh, indoors place in Sliven now mm. with uh, with a group of guys that we that I told you about. Uh, we decided to rent a place and uh, put some obstacles in, and uh, every year we organize uh, skate contests. Uh, and we train there, like we we skate there, and uh, yeah. also we made it something like a gym. Uh, I started uh, riding a bike uh, cross country. Nice. Uh, two years ago with my brother, we did this uh, on the uh, we crossed the Balkan Ridge in the Bulgarian part of it. Yeah. That's a, yeah. So that's a great ride. So you basically yeah. went from one peak. To, so basically, from Com to Emine, those are two peaks on the on the Balkan Ridge. Well, Emine is the the Cape. That, the, uh, okay, yeah. yeah. So it's the, the sea. That's the end point of your yeah. 
kind of cross country. How, how many kilometers is this? Well, usually it's around 600, but we got lost. So wow. yeah, the tracker said that we did it for, uh, it showed 674. So, <laughs> so how long did it take you? 674 kilometers? Uh, almost nine days. Hmm. But uh, we could have done it uh, faster if we didn't get lost. I realized we got lost uh, a couple of months ago when I went back to one of the places. Uh, so you you <laughs> haven't done the most optimal route. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We we had this GPS tracker, but Routes. at some point I think it lost signal. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That's how we Man. got lost there. It's intense stuff. Yeah, th- this was uh, maybe one of the uh, biggest challenges I had physically yeah. after after Muay Thai. I mean, in Muay Thai we had this uh, contest, the European contest that we went to uh, with the whole team. And uh, I had to lose like six kilos in two weeks. And mm. uh, I was training twice a day. And you day. were in shape already. So it's not like, you know, he, you're not, yeah. you don't have much to lose anyway. Yeah, but uh, you're getting beaten the shit out of you every day. And then you have to lose weight on top of that. Yeah. And at the end, and you're, you're just fighting to get to the contest, man. When yeah. you get to the contest, you start the fight. That's the real fight, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. So this is mentally so how, how did you get, like? How did you perform on this contest? Uh, I'm, I'm satisfied with my performance. It was uh, something like a 50-50 game, but the other guy was... Uh, I think he fought better than me. He mm. won. Yeah, but, she won? Yeah, but the coach said that uh, it was... Uh, it was very intense. It was almost a draw, something mm. like that. Have you ever gotten knocked out? No, not knocked no? out. Knocked down, yeah, but knocked down, yeah, but not knocked out. Never completely lights out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. only once I got. Uh, we have this guy who was a world champion. He was, uh, I think, two three kilos uh, heavier than me, but he has been training since he was four years old. Mm. And this guy is like much taller than me mm. and uh, much faster. And uh, one day we were just, I was studying for exams in uh, uh, in Sofia and yeah. uh, I just went to train twice a week, something like that. Usually I went uh, every day, six days a week. Hmm. And uh, it was a period when I was uh, studying for exams and uh, I was kind of out of shape. And this guy just uh, did a high kick. Well, my hand was up. Yeah. My hands were Didn't up. Didn't help. <laughs> Didn't help, man. It was so strong. But I just fell on the ground. I got up and... Uh, and I was seeing the stars. <laughs> Shit. Have you knocked out people? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. But in the ring or outside? Yeah, in the ring. I've never fought outside, man. Never? never. Really? You never had a yeah. situation? Only in kindergarten. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah, so that's that's not... And you're not really... You don't seem like, a, you know, an aggressive person in any way. Do you feel that this is because of the fighting? Or were you always like relaxed and you know? I was like that and before that, man. But uh, when I started uh, training, I got even more relaxed outside. Yeah. Because it gives you confidence and uh, you just don't want to, knowing what can happen. Yeah. uh, You just don't want to get into fights. Right, right. And that's that's interesting. Because, you know, that's that's sometimes that's what I'm saying. It's like you're you're much more dangerous if you've never uh, experienced your own own potential. Yeah. Then you can hurt others and yourself without even knowing. Like you... Something triggers you, like you explode and you go nuts. But if you have experience, you know how you react in pressure. You know how you reacted on this competition when you were tired and beaten up and, and lost so much weight. And so you know how you react in the, in the worst of cases. Mm-hmm. So that then if something happens, you're always in control in a way, you know. Yeah. Um, so you, you and me, we met in university. Yeah. What, what do you remember? Like what was your first impression of me? Man, 
I remember the day that we met. It was me, Philip, Sami, and you, the yeah. four of us. Uh, I knew Philip before that, and uh, you and Sami were the first guys that I met. Yeah. Uh, and uh, actually, it was not a coincidence because I think we were the three of you were different than the others because like you i don't know man all four of us these four people you're describing are completely different like people everyone is in their own bubble i think more like individualists uh, people outside of uh, some kind of outsiders you know right yeah and i think it's still like that you know (laughs) yeah maybe in some way uh i think that's that's what uh so you're basically saying you don't remember shit because I was with three other guys and you mixed. You don't no, no, remember no, no, no. which one was. It, who. I remember it. <laughs> you're like, I remember I met you the first time. It was a couple other guys and everyone was different. <laughs> no, no, there was actually the thing that I'm trying to, the point that I'm trying to make yeah. is that uh, the four of us were different than the others in this way that we were some kind of outsiders. Ah, so right. Say. Yeah. So that yeah. that's the common thing between us. Right, and uh, it was no coincidence that it was the yeah, and especially at this time, man, I was like really, really not confident. Uh, so uh, the reason I'm asking is because I was such a different person than who I am now, and I've yeah. changed. And a lot of people don't. Uh, it, well, a lot of people evolve earlier on. I was kind of late blooming in that sense that mm. uh, I changed much more later, later on mm. than I was like when I was nineteen. Yeah, 20. but still, we have a lot of common thing, common things. Yeah, and and the thing was like. Uh, at that point, I was kind of avoiding people more than I do now. Like, I, because I wasn't confident, I kind of assumed that people wouldn't like me. And I was kind of always yeah, staying ever outside. Since, ever kind of protective have, mechanism. Yeah, ever since you have been working on this, man. You, oh, yeah, I fixed back it. Then, back then, greatly, you knew yeah. that's... Uh, uh, yeah, I wasn't yeah. Comfor- comfortable with uh, the state of things. Exactly. And you but a lot of people are. And this is something sad. Because there's a lot of people that, are, you know, and people that I know too who are, you know... They're not happy, but they're kind of trying to avoid it. They're trying to, like, not think about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's stupid. Like, you always have to push yourself if you're not comfortable. This if you're not, comfortable, yeah. fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you think, I don't know, you're playing game, games all day and smoking weed and just chilling, and but you're fine and no one gets hurt and you're fine, then fine, great. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing this and, uh, this and you're not happy, then fucking do something about it, yeah. you know? I'm never comfortable when I'm not happy and I'm always not happy in a sense I always want more and more and more and that's that's normal that's you what drives ha- people man I mean you don't ever get to get more but you always want more at least so that's in order that, to progress that's you should, nature you should get out of your comfort zone but that's nature that's always what it is like it's competition between other species it's competition between individuals the same species it's it's like you always compete for resources you always have to have that drive if you lose the drive you kind of we're in this new situation relatively speaking evolutionary where even if you don't have that drive, you kind of survive because you have social service. You have, I don't know, uh, I mean, people get, you know, you have your family to support you. You have the community, you have the country, you have laws that are passed to protect people that are like, you know, without jobs or in the street or this and that. So yeah. there's natural natural selection thing is kind of greatly influenced by that. You know, there's no longer like the weaklings are going to die off. No, now they're going to be fine. They're going to be a little, maybe not as as fat as someone else, but they're going to be okay, you know? And um, I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, what civilization d- does, man. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, you have to still fight for that uh, to to ignite the fire and to have that motivation to get outside of your comfort zone. What you said. Yeah, some people are more satisfied with. Uh, some people are okay staying in their comf- comfort zone, yeah. feeling okay, uh, doing the same thing every day. 
others are not and they're working yeah so 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 okay so we're in, in the university and then at some point you went to study to sweden yeah. uh for erasmus and then you stayed there and you finished your education you actually finished your bachelor's in sweden yeah. right yeah so wh- what was that what wh- which university was that it was the university of young shopping uh well man i really wanted to get out of uh, sofia at this point yeah because i knew i want to get out of martial arts but uh Having this circle of friends mm. <laughs> didn't help me do it. So I just decided that I need to run away somewhere. Okay. I love my friends, but at the same time, I knew that this is not what I want to do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, at the same time, I was not satisfied with the education in Sofia. I mean, I was mm. not, I didn't feel in the right place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have already invested two years in education. So I was like, okay, let's give this Erasmus thing a, a shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went there, I liked it. Um, I met a, a lot of interesting people there. I like the the education system there. Yeah, it was everything was uh, hands on experience. I mean, we had to we, we had a lot of group projects and uh, you studied we, business. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we actually had some real contact with uh, real companies there. Uh, there. Okay, this was interesting for me. So uh, I saw that there is an opportunity to transfer all the credits that I had from uh, the university in Sofia. I transferred them and uh, I stayed uh, one more semester to just to graduate there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I graduated and uh, went back to Bulgaria. Nice. And so what did that experience teach you staying in? It was over a year. Yeah, a year, year and a half. So what did you learn about, I don't know, yourself from uh, in, from that environment, from Sweden? How did that change you? And didn't you feel like, okay, it's a year and a half, maybe I should stay? Or were you like... No, I now it's no, time to go back. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. What What made you not stay? Well, the the climate, hmm. and uh, actually, I didn't feel like uh, this place can be my home hmm. ever. I like the people that I met there, but they were all, all Erasmus students like okay. me. Okay, and I still keep in touch and uh, with them, and uh, they come to visit me in Bulgaria. I visit them in their countries, hmm. and uh, I met a lot of uh, good relationships hmm. and uh, I'm very close with some of some of the people yeah yeah and uh, this was the most useful thing that I got there hmm. yeah that's that's cool I, mean, I this is I wish I, I would stay I only stayed for one semester in London but it would have been nice to stay actually longer. I always had this thing that, you know, perhaps because my mom was Polish and my dad was Bulgarian and I was, was closer with my mom. Mm-hmm. So when she raised me, she kind of instilled this feeling that she really missed Poland. And and really when she came here, she didn't know anyone. She didn't have any friends. Uh, she was, at the beginning, we were living in this village, you know, outside of Lukaterno where my grandparents were living. So mm-hmm. the only old people. And, you know, there was really no one to for her to be friends with. She left her job, she left her friends and everything she, to come here to Bulgaria. So in a sense, she was kind of missing home. And she was with me all day. So she kind of instilled that feeling of nostalgia in me. And I was already missing a country that I even didn't even know, really. Because yeah. I, I would see it in the summer for vacations. I would visit my grandparents, my cousins. But I always saw this this kind of pretty version of it because everyone was nice to me and giving me gifts and everything. But that wasn't even the real version of the country, right? I didn't give the 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 100% experience. Mm-hmm. 
but from that mom my mom's feelings kind of instilled in me i always always felt like i didn't belong in bulgaria i always felt like oh i'm missing some other place and eventually when i grew up grew up i realized it's not even poland and uh per se it's it's in general some other place Mm -hmm. you know i didn't feel like uh i had roots in any one particular place yeah so so now i'm here maybe later i'm going to be somewhere else but yeah this this experience really helps you and and you should try to move at least once in your life to live somewhere else because it really teaches you a lot about yourself but also teaches you tolerance teaches you how to deal with problems teaches you how to live with other people how to it kind of destroys certain things in you like uh, if you have any sort of stereotypes about other people misconceptions some ignorance it kills ignorance in a sense you know when you travel yeah right i don't know if you agree but like if you meet other people you can if you have some prejudice you kind of it dies off because you get to be with them it's like you get to experience their point of view and you get exposed to different cultures different sexual orientations different religions different people and you're like oh you become more understanding more open to people now i'm thinking about the thing that you said man, about the that you are always missing uh, you will always feel nostalgic about a place yeah no matter if it's poland or another place right have your uh, have I checked a doctor about this? No. You, well, what's the message that you get in your uh, psychedelic experience about this? Yeah. Uh, well, it's that's a different kind of thing because you see in those experiences usually the way that I do them and I like always do them all the way in. You know, uh, I get like to a very to very deep states to very kind of primordial kind of uh, collective unconscious places where concepts such as like you know, this is my place versus this is your place. They don't even exist mm-hmm. because it's even in a deeper level where like I'm home no matter where I am because I'm home with my own mind and my own soul. Space you know, has another yeah. meaning. Space has another meaning and time and space is, you know, you don't know where you are in this experience. You, you forget where you are, who you are. So that that concept of mine, like I you know, own something, you know, because if you think about it from this perspective, so maybe because um, the you feel home because you feel like this is where all my memories are. This is where all my friends are. Like this is seems familiar. The I know sense the, of belonging. Yeah. Yeah. But that sense of belonging is kind of becomes later on. Like if you look at the complexity of organisms, it appears at a later stage. Uh, like, the, like some animals don't exhibit territorialism in the same sense. Like they don't own things. For example, they have a territory, but they don't, own objects within this territory this happens later on and like on the most primitive level there's not no concepts of ownership Mm -hmm. so when you get to this level in my experience there's no like mine or yours it's just all ours yeah we're this feeling of unity perpetuates this experience this this feeling of uh we're all together in this we're all connected this is all we all have to have equal space to thrive you know Mm -hmm. and we don't push each other uh in and out of our spaces so in that sense i don't i don't think that this has provided my experiences have provided any shed any light on on this thing but i don't on the other hand i think it's like a problem i don't think it's it's something wrong with me when i have this feeling this wanderlust but it's there's a word for it right wanderlust we're making fun of it with stefcher because wanderlust means exactly that it's it's nostalgia for some place that you haven't even been to Mm mm-hmm you know, it's some like memory yeah. of some imaginary space. In my experiences, for example, many times I've seen locations in my own dreams, 
places that I've dreamed of many years ago when I was a kid, they're made up places that don't even exist, you know, some towns, some some beaches, mountains, you know, whole cities, you know, of, of places that they don't exist, but you remember them and they're yours. Yeah. And th- those you really own because that's your mind producing them when you're in some level of sleep. So, yeah, it's it's funny in those cases um you don't get to worry about shit like this like, oh, Will I get a promotion tomorrow? You don't. You don't worry about shit like this when you're in this state, and uh, yeah, ego. Uh, this is a. This is another part of ego, right? Ownership. Yeah, yeah. So when you go through ego death, there's not none of that. Like what's mine, what's yours, where I belong. No, fuck this. You don't yeah, exist it, anymore. You don't belong anywhere. When you turn off the ego, yeah, there is no belonging. I guess. Yeah, yeah. And uh, has you have you had any kind of profound experiences like this related to martial arts though? Has martial arts taught you something like this philosophically about life? Change your perspective on life, on death, on, on you know, on humans or how you interact with other people? Yeah, definitely. Well, every training session we had, it was so, so exhausting. Like it was, each session that we had was two hours and uh, it was very intense every at the end of every session you're just you have no ego man like it's just everything is gone i mean you have given everything from yourself and you're just there and uh literally i could uh, at the end of every session i could see myself from the outside you know yeah but it gives you clarity because it removes like first of all it filters through things that are not important. Yeah. You worry yeah. about some shit. Oh, I don't know if this is okay. This is like first world problems. And you go into that session and you come out of it. You no longer have you come those out doubts. Of it and you know, you're, you're you see gr- clear. You're grateful for everything. Yeah. You're grateful for the friends that you have. You're grateful for the, that you're healthy. You're yep. grateful for your family. And uh, just everything that doesn't matter disappears have you ever dealt with like in your personal life with depression or with like periods of sadness and have you had an experience where sports have helped you out of that yeah actually when i started uh, uh muay thai it was uh i was not feeling okay about myself and uh, i just wanted to run away from something mm. uh it helped me it helped me a lot uh, with all the people that I that I met around martial arts and uh, the changes that I uh, experienced physically, I mean, my it boosts your metabolism. Mm. It, uh, it it gets you in shape and uh, you feel very much more confident about your body and, and physically and mentally. Uh, but it was still a run away from something. I don't know. Um, and uh, I'm still not 100% uh, sure where I am and uh, mm. what, I, uh, what I'm what i chasing. But, uh, but do you feel like this now? Because you before you used to train for a competition. And mm-hmm. it's different because you have a specific goal on a specific date. You got to do a specific thing. Do you feel like now training just for fun, or it's, it's much less motivating? How do you find motivation now that you don't have goals? that you're not competing anymore my my motivation is just to keep my physical and mental mind in shape in good shape mm. and that, that's my motivation that's enough for you you don't need to like a you don't need a competition to yeah, yeah. motivate you for that yeah it's not no life is not a competition man it's a uh, being well physically and mentally helps me do 
makes me better at work, makes me better in my personal life. And uh, we shouldn't divide things in uh, different categories. Yeah. In, uh, it's all connected. I mean, one yeah, thing influences the other. Is, yeah, it's yeah. all balanced. I mean, yeah. you have... You got to have some person in life to be happy and be able to focus on work, but then you have to have some work to, so that you can think about, you know, it's all balance. It's all, yeah. and then health is at the bottom of this and kind of a base, which like helps you push everything up. So yeah. if you keep ignoring your health, eventually it's going to affect everything else. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, and, and, and finally, what do you do? Like, uh, what is your, do you want to talk about like, what, what's your career? Actually, what do you do for a living? Cause you, this is all sports and, but they're like part of your life, a big part of your life, but sort of on the hobby side. Yeah. What do you do for a living though? Uh, for a living, I, uh, now I'm working in the family business of my parents. They have, uh, they founded the woodworking company in the nineties and, uh, they have been growing ever since. And, uh, recently I decided to join and, uh, that's what I'm doing for the last half a year. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, how how is that? How is working with your family? How is that no, experience? Especially because it wasn't like at the beginning you said you weren't doing this. is a recent thing. Yeah. You had other jobs. You were in other places. And that, and now you decide after all these years, well, let me get back to my family. And, and you work with them. So how how is that? Has that changed your relationship with your or the way you think about your parents? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're still my parents. But the thing is that... Uh, now you hate them. <laughs> no, man. now they're also your bosses yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. this is uh this makes it weird uh i just uh needed some time to figure out where the border is between uh mm. family and work and uh well the more distance i have uh, with them when i was working in uh in sofia it was easier because uh you don't uh we didn't have these uh, arguments that we have at work Right and uh, well, you know it's not personal when you have yeah. some arguments at work, but at the same time it's but very hard to can, yeah, <laughs> it's difficult to yeah to to keep it separate. Uh, it's weird, but uh, I think uh, I every day I'm getting better at uh, figuring out uh, how to divide it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man, and. Um, what, so what's the plan for the future? What do you want to, do you have a, do you do those uh, new year resolution lists? Do you have a list of things you're going to be like this year? I want to explore this and that and, or d- devote more no, time man. to this and this. For that, I mean, uh, new year resolutions, new year is just a day. It's just a day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I always listen to myself and uh, when I want something, when I feel like uh, I need some change, but I'm not sure what, <laughs> what kind of change I need. Yeah. I just deep, uh, I just dig deep for just to find myself. I mean, what what exactly is this? Yeah. And uh, most of the times, I just go go up in the mountain, look down to the city, and uh, this way, I just uh, realize how small everything is. And uh, this is what helps me figure out what I actually need. Huh. It takes time. Man. That's an interesting thing you said yeah. now. It's like every time you feel lost, you go up to a mountain, look down at the city and see how small everything is. Yeah. You know, it's have you thought about this, this like the ultimate perspective and it literally means perspective. Imagine people going and doing this forever. Moses going to a mountain, coming back with the Ten Commandments. The whole idea of like, I don't know, Zarathustra going to the mountain and living there by himself. This, this idea of a man distracting himself from society, 
voluntarily going on this voyage by himself to a mountain to be alone with this, himself in his own thoughts in a, in a cave just with himself confront his fears see the shadows in the cave and then come out and 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 be stronger you know it's but but people are afraid of this now you know you live in this life and it's just a constant uh like it's it's speeded up it's it's like this you know the 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 wheel is spinning and you can't stop it and you're like oh there's the weekend oh it just went by and there's another and it goes by and you're like just doing just staying home just watching tv thinking about the job you know not getting that perspective that nature has created for you yeah. it's like look there's a mountain do you ever wonder what's there and you go and you conquer it and you see the perspective and you come back a different person you know yeah, well, every time I feel like uh, I'm in this vicious cycle of uh, the system, <laughs> yeah, I just get out of it, man, because uh, it, it's actually very easy. I mean, Sofia is nice, you know, with the Vitusha, we have this mountain yeah. outside of Sofia. It's a, it's a volcanic Sofia, mountain. Yeah. Also, so it kind of sticks out. Also, in Slovenia, we have this because it's right in the bottom of the Balkan yeah. mountain. And, so uh, we don't have that here, but I go to Dingle Cliffs, which is, you know, a drive up from here. So actually, let me see, because this friend of mine was supposed to drop off a bike. We're doing the same thing with Mintko that we did with Stefcha. So I have this friend of mine. Oh, shit. I have a missed call. Oh, yeah. He just wrote. Just give me a second. So he's uh, going to come in and drop off a bike. Perfect. And tomorrow we go on for a bike tour. Yeah. So, he, yeah. So we're going to see how well we're going to compete tomorrow. I'm kind of afraid because I'm out of shape and you're like a sports person. You're you're full of energy. Oh, man. Those two paths open my lungs. And uh, that's a big advantage. Shit. There's people fucking talking to me about different things. Why do you... Why do they... Okay. Right now when I'm shooting the podcast... Sorry, guys. Okay. Well, I think we did about an hour. I need to put this together because it... it I think so, uh, separate in, in the, for a second uh, guys thank you for listening and if you have any questions let us know and again please ask for Steph to come back pray for him to regain his control of his, his own life I hope he's okay man I hope he's okay yeah you're really concerned for him I, I said it ironically but you're really concerned you're worried that something is wrong right you can tell no, man. With your experience of hurting it people, was kinda, it was when you've been knocking out people for years, you know when someone's eyes are kind of seeing the stars. Well, <laughs> no, you never know what's... Uh, if you haven't uh, talked to him, you never know No, what's. I think there's nothing serious. I think, you know, because his birthday was recently, he's ha having this kind of post-birthday depression. He's like this. But the thing about him Did is... Did he, he turn 30? Almost. almost. But he... he, okay, he well, he never tells me shit, man. That's the thing. And I... I've tried, and especially because of the distance, if I just chat to him, it's like, hey, man, talk to me, what's happening? He's not going to tell me shit. Because especially when there's no a actual mm. shit. Like, it, because it's just depression. It's not like that's something I, actually that, happened. That's why I hate texting, because there's no emotion in this. Yeah, thing. and, and he doesn't well. like to share. He's not a sharing guy. So I don't want to ask him what's happening, because I know that nothing serious probably happened. Call him, uh, but because other, other people would tell me if something really happened. But so he's maybe he has a period of, you know, he just doesn't want to talk to people at the moment. So that's okay. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. going to push him and when he feels better, he's going to come back. But guys, if you really care, show that in the comments. Show some love, man. Show some love. Share this. 
Uh, you know, this is what I'm telling people. Before I spend years doing these videos and everything, trying to grow the channel and everything, here I just, I'm having fun. I know that five people are watching this. I don't care, I like it. I'm doing this for myself for the first time. So if you guys really enjoy it uh, and, and it helps anyone pass the time or even have five minutes of fun uh, like we having here, just just let us know, man. Uh, give us a like, you know, write a comment, right? Say something, say, you know, we're gonna have a conversation with you guys. So thanks a lot, uh, and uh, thank you, man, for coming. We're going to have some fun tomorrow. going to ride around Malta on the bikes. And, uh, yeah, and you guys, see you soon. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments. See you guys. And, by the way, follow us on Instagram because I'm keeping I'm keep posting photos on Instagram from the show and from other stuff so you can maybe check us out there too. All right? See ya.